Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take two. Bases dropped for another round of soccer down here. It's a wall pass Wednesday. And had I actually stared at the buttons that I was pushing, I would have been on a minute ago. But no, hit the didn't hit the full uh, order of things. And so I just was off and running. I, I literally was off and running for a good 35, 40 seconds and was hitting buttons. And here's Jared Smith, who is coming in on time because I came in late. Uh, time's relative. Doesn't really matter anymore. The world ended a couple years ago, and time doesn't matter. Um, no, well, I was just explaining. Once again, yeah, well, I was just explaining once again that I hit the wrong sequence of buttons and thought I was live, and I just started blurting stuff out at nine oh five, and then, um, you know, you look at Twitch to see if everything is up and running, and it's not. And you're going, and it's not. What button did I not hit? Oh, the go live button. So uh, once I finally hit the go yep. live button, we're, we're live this morning. All right. Uh, Jarrett there, John here. And and, uh, since it's Wall Pass Wednesday, obviously, uh, welcome back, Will. And uh, as always, thanks to all you guys for continuing to subscribe on Twitch as you do and putting up uh, and putting up with uh, with me. Yeah, Will. Well, let's see. Uh, Byron has said that Sadio Mane injured his right fibula in the win over Bremen and will miss Saturday's game against Schalke. Further tests will follow in the coming days. Byron say they are, quote, in contact with the medical staff of the Senegalese Football Association. So that's uh, the the first piece of news on a wall past Wednesday. So once again, anything's on the table here in hour number one. Uh, anticipating our Wednesdays with Dylan at 10 o'clock, and then we'll go over all of the stuff that uh, is there for viewing and uh, anticipating the uh, roster release for the U.S. men's national team. Bart Keeler, I'm going to talk to your people so we can have you on on the Thursday Power Hour tomorrow. Uh, we've already seen that Chris Richards will not be a part uh, of the roster, which which absolutely sucks. And uh, we'll get into the discussions about who's in, who's out. We've heard that the three keepers are uh, different individuals than a lot of folks might have in initially anticipated. Uh, just at the the tail end, not the full surprise, but uh, a couple of pieces of news out of Major League Soccer to get into, uh, some interest and some signings. But uh, Jared, what I wanted to do to kind of start things off 
on uh, our opening kickoff brought to us by our friends at kickoff coffee kickoffcoffeeco.com there's your qr code for those of you watching on twitch and use that qr code to uh use uh, the code soccer down here 15 in addition with that qr code you get 15 percent off your kickoffcoffee.com purchases and uh, then they in turn take 10 percent rolled over into uh youth programs once again very very cool stuff from our friends at kickoff coffee kickoffcoffeeco.com uh yesterday jeremy filosa who is one of the more plugged in dudes in the city of montreal gave us a little bit more background on why perhaps uh yes will for the moment for the yeah, moment will that's that's the that's the roger uh, uh it's the roger gonzalez uh right report which is um historically been hit or miss yeah um hit and miss so that is that's roger hit and miss yes yeah like that's roger's got some big uh firing arrows from horseback at full speed energy about him like when he hits it's really cool but when he misses you're like well yeah yeah that's gonna happen in that situation um roger roger can be hit or miss uh, hit and miss, as John yeah. said. So yeah, that that is that is the report so far is that it's um, Horvath, Turner, and uh, Sean Johnson. Yep. But uh, Jeremy Pelosi yesterday, we all were kind of surprised toward the end of the season when it was divulged, announced, put out into the ether that Columbus was chasing after Wilfred Nancy uh, up in Montreal. Swear he, like I said, he was my vote for for coach of the year. I know I ended up being wrong, but nevertheless. Uh, now we have some background as to perhaps why Wilfred Nazi might be uh, leaving Montreal if he chooses to do so. And uh, Jeremy produced a piece and talked to eight individuals who requested anonymity for obvious reasons. And we now know the, the background slash dust-up between Joey Saputo and Wilfred Nazi. And why, you know, Joey Saputo continues to to do what he does, and Wilfred Nancy may, may continue to do what he does, just not in Montreal. So here's the deal. Uh, you know, we were all shocked about the whole idea of like Columbus, Wilfred Nancy, what? Okay. July the 9th. And once again, these are eight folks that spoke to Jeremy under the, the auspice of anonymity because of their current uh, job positions. CF Montreal on July 9 hosts Kansas City at Stad Saputo. Impact then lost its last two games playing without Georgie Mihailovic, who'd been missing since mid-May. Team's record at the time was 9-7-2. Kyoto, and this is uh, Jeremy's wording, Kyoto blundered in the center circle, leading to a silly goal while Roger Espinosa lobbed goalkeeper Sebastian Brezza, who was tricked on the long shot. For the first time this season, Nancy is then questioned a lot about management, mainly of the goalkeepers. Brezza then played every MLS match despite ups and downs performance. CF thus escapes a third game in a row. After the loss, Joey Saputo, frustrated with the result, goes down to the locker room to speak to the players and or the coach. But at the door of the locker room, he comes up against Wilfred Nancy, who is insistent he clearly does not want the owner to enter. According to Felosa's information, the clash was intense. Bad words were exchanged. Literally, this is how it translated out. Bad words were exchanged on both sides during this confrontation. Words that in many cases leave no room for turning back. According to certain rumors, which, however, we were unable to confirm, Saputo did not particularly appreciate the management of the goalkeepers. 
One thing remains, however, is that after this meeting, James Pantemis finally took over the position of number one goalkeeper. A few mon- moments after the altercation, Saputo went back up to the second floor, made his feelings known to the team president, Gabriel Gervais. Journalist Jean-Francois Teotonio from La Presse witnessed the scene, reported it in the newspaper. Saputo felt disrespected, challenged by his coach. After the incident, some players immediately thought it was the end of their coach. Either he was going to leave or he would be fired. None of that ultimately happened. What we are told is that Olivier Renard and Gabriel Gervais have spoken with the most important members of the group of players to ask for their support to get through the difficult situation. Nancy was even considering leaving the, sh- the ship at that precise moment, according to their information. After discussing it with some players and with management, he decides to stay, but on two conditions. One, there will be no contractual discussions for the rest of the year. Everything must remain confidential, which Renard and Gervais accepted in order to keep their coach in place. The team only lost one game in the second half of the season. Players rallied to their coach. And so uh, then uh, a couple days after the incident, Nancy has his press conference in preparation for the next match. Teotonio asks a question. I have a tricky question. Last Saturday after the loss, Joyce Saputo was seen angry near the press room. He seemed to have some admonitions directed at you. What do you think you could have pissed him off after last week's game? So, Wilford Nazi quote, The fact that we lose against a team that is last, surely that irritated him. For my part, I've been at the club for a long time. I've seen a lot of things. Each person conducts his company as he wishes. I have no problem with that. On the other hand, I have values on which I will never derogate. The key words here, I've been at the club a long time and I've seen a lot. Some journalists spoke of an accumulation of incidents that was the, and that this last was only the straw that broke the camel's back. Nazi's been with the impact for a dozen years. Incidents and decisions difficult to explain. He lived, saw his saw friends of his, including Biello, De Tulio, DeSantis, lose their jobs. Didn't and so here's how Jeremy phrases this. Did Nazi smell hot soup then? Did he tell himself the same fate might befall him? He had better be the master of his own destiny. So uh, even before the clash, Saputo, the coach, had also appointed a new agent, Ron Waxman. Senior member of the organization told us if Waxman's his agent, I'm not surprised the situation is complicated. Waxman will use all the tricks of the trade to achieve his ends. Did Nazi already have in mind the idea of jumping ship, or did he want, just want to make sure his next contract was maximized? Rumors are circulating to the effect that Nazi would pocket a salary significantly lower than the average in Major League Soccer. But according to their information at, uh, at where Filosa works at 98.5, that was not the case. The attraction of leaving would therefore not necessarily be only a question of money. Now to the situation in Columbus. However, the renowned journalist, uh, MLS journalist Tom Bogart reported October 25, Nazi had been targeted by Columbus before the publication of the article in Montreal. They had heard of the information without, however, being able to prove the content. Source at the MLS office, however, tells us Bogert's tweet startled some high-ranking players on the circuit. Reports circulating behind the scenes indicate a handful of teams have information to share on the subject. Rating is hard to prove, but it's not impossible that MLS is investigating this story to make sure everything happened in order. We hear that at least two members of the coaching staff would consider following Nazi if he were to leave. If we've reached this point, it's because certain wheels are already turning. So, yeah, there's your there's your background on uh, Wilford Nancy. And apparently uh, uh, the uh, station in Montreal has learned that the club is ready to offer Nancy a long term contract. Should he wish to stay, 
Joey Saputo would have given his men approval in this matter. So even though Nancy has a full-fledged contract at the club for 23, judging him by Renard's way of working, if the coach really wants to leave, he won't retain him. That said, a sum will surely have to be paid by the team wishing to acquire it, knowing how much this amount will amount to is a question that remains unanswered for the moment. So, uh, Jared, I know you're shocked that uh, Joey Saputo might be chasing folks away. So here's the thing, man. We don't. Here's what we don't know, and this is the part that's really, really pissing me off about all this. Um, we don't know what's happened in the inner meaning, in, in in the inter in the interspace of time between all that happening and at now. You'd be surprised how much people can bury a hatchet when they're winning things. Yes. Wilfred Nancy taking a team that two years ago, your manager left on the eve of the season, mm-hmm. and he took that team where it was competitive two years ago, and this year uh, was a dark horse to win MLS Cup. Winning cures a lot of damn ills in this world. <laughs> And stability is highly valued. Yes. If y'all told me that they were at each other's throats, then everything rallied, things got better, and they found a way to bury a hatchet for an ex- for a contract extension, I wouldn't necessarily be shocked. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm at with it. It's like we don't really know what they said behind closed doors to each other to maybe try and move things in a more positive direction. That being said, maybe things are broken. Maybe that's why Columbus is looking at that. Spudo is a businessman. If that's the case and that relationship is broken, then he's going to be listening to offers for his manager and he will go find another one. Yes. And the people of Montreal will be 18 kinds of pissed off in multiple languages. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because at that point, you already have to replace guys on this team. Mihailovic leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victor Wanyama is leaving. Your manager leaving. Not great in that situation as well, if that's the case. Yep. So, yeah, we don't know the whole story there. And like I said, uh, for me, winning can cure a lot of ills and bury a lot of hatchets. And sustain. And the, the prospect of sustained winning and sustained money-making, especially if it comes with a potential discount financially, that is the greatest equalizer of all. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that shocking uh, tongue firmly planted in cheek that Joey Saputo would create a situation instead of leaving things alone, which Joey Saputo has never done as uh, owner of CF Montreal, soon to be back to be impact, probably, hopefully, maybe. But, yeah, I mean, you just get to a point, and this isn't obviously the first time in any sport where this has happened, but, you know, uh, owners chasing away quality managers. Gee, that never happens, especially when the, the owner feels like they are the owner and they are the be-all, end-all of any decision-making process because, hey, it's you know, it's my pocketbook and I'm going to do whatever and I'm going to bring in who I want to bring in, those kinds of things. But, yeah, I, th- I think that this is going to be one of the more interesting subplots of – this window where we're still, I uh, think what we have uh, uh, two hours and 40 minutes as we're talking, I believe, in the, the initial window to, to get things done. Then we get into reentry and waivers and things like that. And then we start it all over again as we get closer to uh, uh, December and college drafts and showcases and all those kinds of things. 
But yeah, I mean, not the first time, but it was just, it was interesting to me. And once again, like I said, Jeremy's one of the most plugged in dudes in the city of Montreal. And the fact that they, oh, got yeah, people... I don't mean to question Jeremy. Oh, no, 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 no. This. no, no, not at all. Just, no, I... It's, 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 it, it's hard for anyone at times to get the answer behind closed doors, you know? Yeah. And uh, the fact that they got eight folks to talk, uh, even if it was anonymously, because they're, you know, in fear of their jobs, understandably so. But yeah, so now we have the background as to why I feel like Paul Harvey almost right now, where, uh, you know, we we saw that initial bolo of Columbus and Wilford Nonson. We were like, what? And then so quoting Paul Harvey, and now, you know, the rest of the story, at least in bits and pieces. So uh, keep an eye on that. And that was uh, one of the things that you know, the details in that came across uh, our bow yesterday and. I uh, wanted to to bring that to the floor this morning. So once again, that's your opening kickoff. Brought to us by our friends at Kickoff Coffee. There's your QR code. Uh, kickoffcoffeeco.com, kickoffcoffeeco, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, use the code soccer down here 15 and you will get 15% off your purchase. They in turn take 10% off of their, uh, you know, all of their efforts. And then they invested into the youth game. So very, very cool stuff. Brought to us by our friends at Kickoff Coffee, kickoffcoffeeco.com. Uh, Nico Contor is now reporting Yun Son confirms via Instagram that he'll be in Qatar despite sustaining that orbital fracture uh, with the Spurs in Champions League recently. So uh, obviously big news there. Uh, Jared, I wanted to to get into some of the other transactions and folks that are kind of peeking over shoulders and looking at talent in Major League Soccer. Uh, it looks like a couple of teams overseas are looking at Sebastian Driussi. And you know, they should be. Yes, they should. <laughs> they should be. Uh, Manuel Veth uh, came up, and as a part of all of his uh, scouring the planet for information, uh, started yesterday. Nico Contour, three Premier League teams interested in Austin's Sebastian Driussi, one of which is Leeds United, per a source. Uh, 25 goals this season, best 11, highly sought after from abroad. Veth adds to that. Two Bundesliga clubs are also tracking Driussi. New market value, 15 million euro after today's MLS update. One to watch. So could you imagine Jesse Marsh with Sebastian Driussi added to all of that firepower in the Premier League? Just saying. Just to put it out there. <laughs> It'd be impressive. I mean, you, you, look at, uh, you look at what they've done so far and then uh, – Everybody said wasn't, wasn't he in Russia? Yeah, Janet. Yeah, he was at Janet. Yeah, he was yeah, he was at Janet. <clears throat> he was at Janet. Then he didn't like when he came here, like there were rumors that it was linked to Atlanta. And he lands in Austin. And I I never got it like a clear answer on that. Because it's so hard, to, man. It's so hard to kind of pick through that. Whenever somebody from another country gets linked here, it is such an easy layup for a hmm. How can we phrase this one? Uh, a less than reputable source yes. to link someone to like an Atlanta or an LA or a New York. It's such an easy layup. If you see someone linked to one of the bigger teams, it's like, yeah. well, that's just a really easy, like we're going to grab a name out of a hat. It's 2004. So we're just going to say Manchester United, that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, ends up in Austin, lights it up was the best player who didn't win MVP this year. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if you did the MVP vote it, uh, after the playoffs and included playoff play, 
He might have snuck it on Hani Mukhtar. That's not to say that Hani Mukhtar was not deserving. He was incredibly yes. deserving. Yep. But yeah, man, this this is this is this is what guys are looking at, man. I mean, it's it's not just guys coming out of South America using MLS to springboard. Guys who are already there in Europe can hard reset here and then find their way back in a situation that shoots them, that suits them better. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if Cucho's in this conversation in a year or two out of Columbus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the numbers for Driussi, uh youth, <coughs> excuse me, his youth time was at River Plate. Then he had four seasons at River, 67 matches, 21 goals. So basically one-third of the time. Then four seasons at Genet, and for his time at Genet, it was 95 matches and 21 goals. Then his time in Austin, uh, 51 appearances, 27 goals. And so uh, so Driussi, obviously being looked at, and the thing is Driussi, to get away from Genet, bought out the remaining year of his deal and left them, and then literally three days later, shows up in Austin as a designated player. So uh, you, you've got a guy like Driussi, and, you know, uh, you look at what Leeds United has been doing, and I know that Jesse Marsh drives a lot of folks crazy. I, I know he does, and especially overseas, because, you know, we, we can get into the whole stereotype of, oh, the American manager in the English game, he obviously doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, and uh, uh, that's another show. Uh, legitimately, that is an entirely different. That is an entirely other show, or at least several segments of one. But uh, you know, the the players love Jesse Marsh, and you know, leads can be eighth in chances created, not put the ball in the back of the net. Not that's obviously Jesse Marsh's fault. But uh, I mean, right now, twelfth. I mean, you say that as if we don't literally have that situation in Atlanta right now. So, <laughs> yeah, I you know. want y'all want to start finding parallels? You mm-hmm. know, I don't, I don't need to get a drug sniffing dog after that. No, uh, Leeds uh, is whatever. No, Leeds has won their last two in a row. They're twelfth in the table right now at fifteen points, and you know, Mexico, was- by the way, would like to have that conversation too because there have been plenty of a uh, couple of games where Mexico has created chance after chance under Tata Martino, mm-hmm. and they just basically refuse to score goals uh that that part's honestly kind of funny at times i mean yeah and then you know like i said i want to see what this team looks like as they head to guitar uh i i still need to talk to bart's people about having bart on tomorrow because of uh what we're staring at with the u.s men's national team and i you know like i said i want to see what the team looks like i don't necessarily anticipate a whole lot of surprises but as we roll into to that particular part of the the world and we've had teams name uh a lot of their starting rosters today or at least their their rosters heading into uh the tournament and i know that a couple i wanted to get into at some point here in the show but you know you're you're just kind of looking at you're looking at the hot hands and you're looking at guys that regardless of where they seem to be plying their trade they can get the job done and as it just so happens Leeds United is looking at Major League Soccer again because you've seen, you know, you've seen Tyler Adams. You've seen Brendan Aronson. You've got Jack Harrison, who was a part of the the NYC system. 
And whether whether the 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 hardcore Premier League fan recognizes it or not, you've got Premier League teams, specifically one, that are going to Major League Soccer to look for their talent. So here's the thing, and it's not just Leeds. I mean, it's great that they're doing this, but this is a place that everybody should be looking for talent, mm-hmm. and not just and not even just like the 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 transition talent of like the Miguel Almirones of the world yes. or other guys who are using MLS as a holdover stop to make that jump to the next level. It's not even just those guys coming out of MLS. Like you can find guys and you're going to find value. You're going to, uh-huh. we, we, we talk about this all the time with England. Look at the amount of money that gets thrown around between English clubs when they buy players between each other. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Like it's like 40, 50 million for a guy who's a good player but a role player yeah whereas if you can go to mls Mm -hmm. and spend a couple million to get somebody Mm -hmm. and it doesn't just have to be england it could be other countries over in europe but you don't have to just look at the transitional talent that's using mls as a stepping stool look at what mls grows in and of itself Mm -hmm. and we've started seeing clubs in italy buying up you know brian reynolds getting bought up even though that seems like it might have been a little jumpy of the gun yeah um You've seen more and more clubs being able to sell those players to Europe. And it's, it's the clubs here are getting good to decent money for those players, but it's good value for the European clubs. And then if worst case scenario, you can look at it as an MLS club, say, look, okay, we're going to sell to you. We're not going to make as much, but we're going to put a sell on on this because we believe in this player. And then when you sell him on, you are going to kick some of that back to us because yep. we are going to maintain some of the pass. Remember, folks, it's never a real thing until the pass is underway. Yes. And, and I mean, and that that should be the, the cycle that we recognize when it comes. Yeah, Kepsi, I'm sorry. Yeah, Kepsi's right about Reynolds. It's, it, <laughs> Reynolds, is a, Re, Reynolds isn't a black and white situation. Like, he's right. Like, it's a complicated one. Um, in the same sense that, like, Bellows is complicated. Like, he, he, he wanted to go to, to Armenia Bielefeld, and he got there. The manager who he wanted to play under. Uh, you got know, fired. Gets, gets fired, and yeah. then he stopped. He wasn't able to perform under the new manager, and they have. He, they, like I feel like George Bellow is the least of their problems, considering the fact that they are bringing up the rear in Bundesliga too. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, I know it's it's never it's never a. Kepsi's right. It's never a it's never a black and white situation. There's always little bits of gray here and there. Yeah, I mean with Bellow, I think it was Bruges and Bielefeld. He wanted to go to Bielefeld. He goes to Bielefeld. Has a cup of coffee, manager gets fired, new manager comes in, doesn't think that Bellow integrates into his plans. Bielefeld gets relegated, which makes things worse. And I know that Burned has been discussing this. Uh, I think that the the guy that would be in Bellow's place is a, a journeyman in his mid thirties right now, who is taking over that position for for George Bellow. And now Bellow, as you said, Bielefeld, bottom of Bundesliga B. And they could get sent to the National League if things continue. And so it's just been it's just been uh, A B C D E where George Bellow is concerned and Armenia Bielefeld. And you know you have these kinds of situations. But to the economics of of the whole thing, every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job; it's a calling. Agents answer the call, 
working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You've got Major League Soccer looking to growth markets to bring talent in. And I know that Austin also brought in you know, Rigoni, but that one didn't work. But you find Driussi, and you bring in players across the board who fit your economic structure. And they understand, meaning those players and their agents and their representatives, that Major League Soccer is that middle ground for them to make that next step. So you have the markets in Europe, looking now at Major League Soccer more than they have in the past. And now you are, you're, you're even seeing European markets looking to South America finally. And, you know, we could get into the whole Moises Caicedo thing. Uh, and now Moises Caicedo, now that he is in the Premier League, is now looking at uh, transfer price tags of 50 to 60 million pounds because he's now in the Premier League, to your original point, Jarrett, where it's like once you're in, once you're in the frat, then your price tag goes up astronomically. Once you're outside, because you're obviously, oh, you play in this league here, and you're obviously not worthy of you know Premier League, so we'll throw you a bone. Major League Soccer sees those investments in those growth markets in Central and South America. They bring in those players, they move those players on. Now you're seeing, hopefully, you know, you're seeing, but once again, it's the influence of, American soccer that is flashing the price tags about bringing in a Sebastian Driussi at 15 million euro. 15... Great deal if you can do it. Exactly. Then they'll, then they'll flip him for even more money to one of the big six. Right. And so you you once you get into the frat, then the price tags go up and then the money gets made and all that kind of sauce. But once you're out, once if you're an outsider, Oh, we'll, we'll give you like, you know, 10 cents on the dollar. We'll give you 10, 15, you know, 20, whatever. And then we'll move you on. I mean, think about. I mean, you let's... literally have that happening already. You have that happen in England when you talk about bringing guys down from Scotland. Yeah. Um, a lot of times you're looking for, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's the same reason, but, but in, the, in a similar sense, it's a similar reason why we talk about shopping for MLS and not just in like Argentina or Brazil, but shopping in Paraguay or Uruguay or Ecuador. <laughs> Uh, those kind of places, because, yeah, you're going to get guys for cheaper. They might be really good players, but in general, you're shopping there. You're shopping there because it is, metaphorically speaking, your Lidl or your Aldi. You're just going to get better prices, and in some instances, you're going to get products that are just as good, if not better. And then it also falls, hopefully, on those clubs in Central American countries to take that money, be able to reinvest it, and then build, get bigger and better, and then start getting more and more money for those transfers for guys that come to MLS or guys that just go straight to Europe, like a Moises Caicedo. Yep. Like, it's great that Caicedo is killing it. Hopefully, uh, you know, 
all the clubs in Central America are able to start coming to the table and not just demanding, but getting more money for the talent that they're able to export. Yep. And uh, Burned is in. And thank you, Burned, for uh, clarifying the the, the roundabout where George Bellow is concerned. He hasn't performed under five different managers, although two of them are interim. It's a Bellow problem, not a coaching issue. It sucks for Bello, man. Because um, yeah, we, we 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 watched him as a kid, and I think you, I feel like you saw the the potential was there, mm-hmm. and you know because uh, because they had the they had multiple offers. It, from my understanding, he wanted to go to BFL. Yeah, yeah that was, was that was his preference. So this because because that's. I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong on that, like that that was his preference. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I think that uh, his, his preference was B. LaFeld and uh, Brug, uh, thank you, uh, was the other one that was there lined up for uh, for Bello as well. But Bello was the one that won. And they want once again, it goes back to Atlanta United wanting to do their player a solid. Bello wanted B. Yeah. LaFeld. And, but and you want to do that because it pays off for you down the road, and it's not just like some karmic thing. But you want to do right by your players, and a lot of clubs want to be that kind of club, and that's good. Like, you know, you want to be in a situation where, hey, Carlos Carmona wants to go back to Chile because he's got personal stuff he's got to deal with. Okay, cool, we're gonna make this happen and get him to Colo Colo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got multiple offers for George Bello. Well, he really wants to go to Bielefeld. Okay. Bielefeld, up your offer just a little bit so we can at least stay in the competitive range and then, you know, you get him over there. Um, Because that was the confusing thing for me when all this was going down of, you know, you know, when, because it was, you know, talking about if he, what he turned down and what he didn't turn down financially. Yeah. Because that was my understanding was that, you know, it wasn't a matter of them basically just saying no to the bigger money. It was his preference. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And yeah, he was linked to, well, uh, I think he was linked to both Bruges clubs at one point. (laughs) Thank you. I forget. I get my Bruges confused burn. So, uh, whichever Bruges it was circle Bruges or not club, not Bruges, not club Bruges. Um, so yes, but one, one of those that I do the foghorn for, uh, was where he was linked. So uh, I, I will, I will, I will defer in that particular element. Uh, Venezia with the Serie B discussion is next to last in Serie B. Are they? Yes. Jesus, nine. I didn't realize it was that grim over there already. Yeah, nine points in their first <sighs> 12 matches. They are next to last in Serie B. Um, wow. I feel like everybody – so this is the danger of something like that because I feel like everybody just basically – they they like they were they were everybody's flavor of the week for a while. Yeah? Yeah. The problem with being a flavor of the week is eventually you stop being a flavor of the week and then you have to deal with the reality. Yeah. And I feel like they did a poor job of that. Like like once they stopped being the flavor of the week and people were like, "Oh man, Look at all these cool kids. Look at all these Americans. Look at all this. Look at all the shiny lights. Look at all the bright whistles. Mm-hmm. Look at all the Rube Goldberg machinery we got going on here. This is awesome. This is cool. Eventually, that fades, and you actually have to put something on paper or, and then put something on the field, more importantly. And I feel like we're at that point now where like, it's not just a fun little thing anymore, and you need them to perform, 
and they're not. Yeah. And, and Burn, you were right. It was Circle Bruga, uh, Circle Bruges. Uh, fresh proposal of $2 million plus incentives at the time. So, yes, yeah, Circle, not Club. Uh, also, uh, Burned in this morning. Tejan Buchanan's perform well. Paredes will be okay at Wolfsburg. Reynolds, Bella. I'm really excited about Paredes at Wolfsburg, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about that. So uh, Reynolds, Bello, Busio, Pepe have been disappointing. MLS transfers affect them. in Europe's a mixed bag, like from every league in the world. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, but I, I, I'm, I also will focus on the notion that you have clubs in Europe chasing after young American talent for it repeatedly for the first time in a long time, where you're chasing after a Kevin Paredes who uh, we got to see from uh, briefly with his time at Loudon before he went to DC United before he was moved over and just the the idea that uh, that you have these European countries and leagues who a while ago wouldn't even deign knocking on the US door to, how why would we want to go to the United States for our talent you know to almost do something stewy like but um, now you're seeing repeatedly the U.S. talent pool, whether it's recruited in and shipped over or, you know, done internally and shipped over, you're getting more and more of that interest. And by the way, Cesar Luis Merlo uh, is now adding on and confirming, and this is literally as of the last 15 minutes, that Leeds has a firm interest in signing Sebastian Driussi. So Mer- Merlo is in on the uh, Driussi to Leeds uh, chain of events, plus the two other German clubs. That uh, he that he is also recognizing as well. So, yeah, Driussi yeah. and Leeds picking up steam. We'll see if it goes. I mean, and then 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 it falls on Austin to replace an MVP caliber player, which is, I mean, that's that's the way it works because that's that's the way that's the way it goes. I mean, I keep waiting for someone to call about Hani Mukhtar. Yeah, I know. Um, Given the chance to go home. Yeah, you know. it's. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, so, Burn, let me ask you this. Burn, this is question to the floor. Would Hani Mukhtar fly in the Bundesliga? If he had the chance to go home and play national. in the right system. Yeah, so I'm saying, you know, would he fly in the Bundesliga as a success? Uh, shooter, Mrs. Tejan Buchanan, because of because of how he improved. But, and, and I, you know, what I wonder, kind of as since we're on this particular conversation here in a while past Wednesday, uh, how do you think, all right, so Miggy, let's get into the Miguel Almiron discussion here a little bit. I too would like to talk about players that this league still undervalues. Uh-huh. And, and I, you know, and I will say this, <laughs> shooter is going off on, on the Reds in their roster. Uh, Miguel Almiron, you know, we go back to the time when he was transferred over, biggest transfer, you know, in, in the history of the league. And Steve Bruce, uh, I will always have Steve Bruce in my head, not knowing what to do with Miguel Almiro. Eddie Howe yeah. comes in, find something to do with Miguel Almiron. And now you see the player that was here with Atlanta United thriving in a system where he's actually doing what he knows what to do, as opposed to Steve Bruce, who, you know, God bless him. He's a lifer. No. 
He's he's a lifer in that league, but he's one of the more frustrating guys because you don't know, really. I mean, you don't know what Steve Bruce brings to the table as a manager, other than the fact that he knows folks. Because I mean, let's. I wanted to dig this up. Teams managed by Steve Bruce. No doubt that for the twenty years that he was a player, seven hundred thirty-seven games, eighty-one goals scored. Teams managed. Sheffield United for a year, Huddersfield Town for a year, Wigan, Crystal Palace, Birmingham, Birmingham City all in the same year. Birmingham City for six, Wigan for two, Sunderland for two, Hull City for four, Aston Villa for two, Sheffield Wednesday for part of a year, Newcastle for almost uh, two and a half or one and a half years, and then now West Brom, who is fighting for their lives at the bottom of the, uh, the, bottom of the championship right now. Uh, it left the role after eight months in West Brom. So he left the role, uh, came in February, eight plus two is 10. So he left it last month. So, I mean, great that you've managed over a thousand matches in your time. But when you look at South American talent and you say you don't know where he fits, yet Eddie Howe can come in a younger manager who knew what to do at Bournemouth to keep Bournemouth afloat in the Premier League when he didn't have the budget to do it, and now the PIF has thrown another $70 million into the coffers at Newcastle to continue their investments. And yes, Eddie Howe's kind of playing with house money when he's doing this. But when you have a manager like Eddie Howe and a talent like Miguel Almiron, you finally put him in a place to succeed. I think Atlanta United kind of knew what they were getting when they brought Miguel Almiron in in the first place. Gil Almarone was a he was a unicorn. I mean, I know we joke about him being an ostrich, but he's also a unicorn of a player. Like this is this whole thing of like where people talk about like, oh, just get another just get another Miguel Almarone. Go go do that. Like you don't find those, man. Like they don't just grow on trees. He was a freak of nature. Uh, glad to see you succeeding. Like I said over the weekend, like I all I want in life is to see Miguel Almarone be happy and look at me getting the things I want in life. Um Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Because, yeah, it's awesome for Miguel because he's doing good work over there. Um, Gonna play himself into another big move if he's not careful. I know Newcastle fancies itself with all their money now as like one of the big spending clubs and one of the power clubs. Yeah. But come on, man. There, there, there's, there's, there are still destinations beyond Newcastle. Like they, they did not automatically just jump into the, into the top of, uh, into the top of the ladder all like just magically overnight. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, 
I'm, I look forward to it. I look forward to seeing what Miguel can do. Um, so then, look forward new- to seeing what if it's a guy like Jerusi going over there, what he can do. Um, we've seen flashes of some of these guys, and mm-hmm. there is that excitement of you want to see guys, you want to see guys do really well. Um, oh, 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 cool. That's uh, <laughs> Emilio. <laughs> man, um, I got I I got thoughts on Dan Reeves. They're actually generally positive because. <laughs> The man was followed by Jim Mora Jr., mm-hmm. who, who, like, by the way, uh, he has Connecticut, like, on the precipice of being a functioning football team, which uh-huh. is the weirdest thing I've ever seen, like, physically hurts me to think about. Um, but, mm-hmm. oh, man, because I, th- I still think that Dan Reeves wasn't a bad choice to be Mike Vick's first coach. Yeah. Um. Dan Reeves was older. I had the same issues with Dean Pease now, who's the defensive coordinator for Atlanta, where I'm like, it's, uh, I, are you going to be able to adjust with the fact that the game is very different now? Mm-hmm. Yes, the yeah, uh, Sharif, yeah, the roster comes out later. Um, five, five o'clock. Just look at social media around five o'clock. You'll know. Yeah. You'll be able to tell. Yes. Yeah. Everybody will be mad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got back-to-back days of, uh, I mean, you, you have you had voting yesterday, and you have the USMNT today. You want to talk how social media is going to get lit up for back-to-back days? That's how you do it. <sighs> yeah. Uh huh. Blood tonight. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I'm going to talk to Bart Keeler's people. Bart has a new uh, Soccer for US pod coming out later today. Uh, we will post that on the network. And uh, also, we got we have some uh, really cool one v ones that are going to be posted. Uh, Prem and Proper is going to be uh, up today as well. Uh, we catch up with Marco Micheletto and Coleman Gannon later today, and so those are going to be posted to the network with their time. Coleman Gannon, who won a Thomas uh, Crew too with you MLS Next uh, Pro. Yeah, but who like yeah who who you know won a title with him with uh, Columbus Crew too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so both of you. Yeah, uh, Micheletto went from South Georgia Tormenta to uh, to Crew 2. Coleman Gannon went to Crew 2, so we'll catch up with both of them individually to just to see what's going on in their lives, and those will be posted to the network uh, later today. So, yes, tomorrow with the with the 5 o'clock announcement in New York City, all the glitz and glamour and the woohoos, uh, I'm sure there's going to be some kind of red carpet procession or something like that. And, uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, interviewing with uh, 3GB before – and they're going to fill time, and it's going to be a presentation that's probably going to be about 35 minutes of content leading up to about 12 minutes of actual uh, announcements of players, or maybe two It's going to be like when they did the World Cup draw, and we all had to like sit there and watch basically the Qatari Cirque du Soleil. Yes. And so you'll see that. You'll, you'll get a lot of that. Then you'll get like two minutes of announcements, and then you'll get a lot of post game, and then they'll be off the air at 6 o'clock. So that's, uh, that's what I'm anticipating. But no, my 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 final question to you: Do you think uh, with Miguel Almiron in the European theater, goes to Newcastle, is having the success under Eddie Howe? When it comes to Atlanta United finding a unicorn, now that Miguel is in the Premier League, uh, how much of that discussion is going to drift back to Major League Soccer and what Atlanta United found in Miguel when they brought him into the league? I think a lot of it. I think. I think. Maybe it should, but I think more of it focuses on yeah, like hey, Eddie Howe unlocked this player. Newcastle knew that they had something really fun 
mm-hmm. when they when they when they went and got him. They knew what they were doing. Uh, they just handed him to Steve Bruce, which was Ugh. which was like giving a crystal flute to I don't know, like I don't know, a man with no hands. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. You, you 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 wasted a couple of years of of him under Steve Bruce, which yeah. is the sin, which is a sin if nothing else. Yes. But aside from that, like, I think I mean you can look at it like yeah, like, they they recognized they they did a good job scouting and recognizing that talent. Atlanta needs to focus not necessarily on just finding another Miguel Almiron because he's a unicorn that you can flip, but yeah. finding another finding another. Not necessarily unicorn because those are so hard to find, but like just finding guys who can who can go out there and get the job done and be productive and and make things pay off on the field. And if you sell them down the road, great. If you don't, then so be it. Yep. Uh, all right. So let me. Well, uh, burned back in. He goes. Uh, I think some of the clubs with American owners just bought American players as a marketing ploy. Pepe, Busio, well, and Tanner Tessman. Uh, also in, in Venezia and Roma with Reynolds, the signings haven't worked out. But when other clubs bought American players and did normal scouting processes, Buchanan, Scali, Paredes, Aronson, it has generally worked well. Absolutely, I think you're spot on there. When you're when you're, Busio is the one that I'm that I was most excited about because I think Busio is an insanely talented player. Yeah, it's just got to click. Yeah, and no, and I think that burned. I think you're spot on. It's like when you when you try to treat something as your normal everyday business practice, then I think that odds are you will be more successful with those individuals instead of sitting there and going, hey, look at our marketing ploy. And that's and just, mm-mm, no. And I know that a lot of folks will look at Venezia and sit there and go, like, like Jarrett was saying, yeah, look at all the cool stuff that we've got. And then you don't stay up in Syria and just ask Nicolifi about the bloodbath that's Syria B. And then just ask him about Series C. Yeah, like <laughs> that's man. Like Series C is just basically like an insanely violent game where it it is Calvin Ball. Mm-hmm. The rules change daily. Yeah. Uh, Rich Ransom, one hundred percent. That you can't tell me. Chelsea and Lampard thought they really needed Christian Pulisic. Christian, yeah, it's that's another, that's another segment entirely. Yeah, and and he's more valuable to them as a backup and a depth piece than he is probably as a starter to some other places. So they're not going to sell him for loss and money, but he's it's it's going to be a matter of he's going to have to produce when he gets the chance, and it's tough when you're when you're if you're a guy like some some guys are like that like um. Some guys are rhythm guys. Like, you have to have rhythm. Like, I was to cross sports for a second. I was that way as a pitcher. Like, I, funny enough, like, it was weird enough. Like, I threw better if I threw like an extended bullpen the day before. I needed to be in a rhythm. Right. Um, and some guys, some guys need to be in a rhythm. They need to be getting those minutes. They can't just, they can't just be a pinch hitter. You can't yeah. just always, some guys don't function as well coming off the bench like that, coming in cold. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully they'll be able to. Uh, hopefully they'll be able to figure things out with Pulisic and at least getting productive enough where he can figure out you know what he needs to do. But hey, he's under contract. He's going to be still getting paid pretty nice money. Mm-hmm. And uh, situation that I'm in financially. 
Yes, uh, you and me both, brother. Uh, Rich Ransom, then had the, the American and MLS bets that are major leads soccer. But once again, when you have uh, an American manager who knows the talent pool and is comfortable bringing in those players and right now has the, the faith in both the players and the front office to build through that system that Jesse Marsh has, and then you bring in the, the, the players that are off the beaten track that are there to help you out, and you know, it's it's about guys that fit what you're doing. It's not about you fitting guys. You're not parachuting in and sitting there going, "Okay, I have these guys here. I need to find out something that you know lets them work." But what you're doing is you're bringing in guys that you know from your knowledge base that you want to have done, you know, have them do particular things. You know, Adams, Harrison, uh, Adams, uh, Harrison, Aronson. Uh, and then you bring in all of those other those other bit pieces plus the veterans that were there when you first showed up when you took over from Marcelo Bielsa. So, uh, no, I mean, and, and I'm it's I'm of the the note that it's it's good to see American talent in bulk showing what they're capable of on in the English soccer scene. So that's. Uh, that's just you know part of it for me, and then yeah, Cavsy, you're spot on. It is Havsies. It is absolutely Havsies. Yeah, but the, but the key is, is that when you do it, it's it's marketing versus normality. And if you're trying to bring in a shiny object to sit there and say, hey, look what we've done to try to draw eyeballs in, and it doesn't work, and it's not fitting a philosophy, and it's not working on the field, then that's an issue. Where Leeds is. Faith is there, system is there, pieces are there, and it just so happens that those pieces are American players. And you know, to to Burns' point, Tejon Buchanan, Joe Scally, Kevin Paredes, you're sitting there, and it's like I have a growing market in the United States. I can bring in a guy who's very, very young, who fits what I want, and it's good for me economically. And then once again. It can be good for me economically if this individual continues to grow and I can sell him on to his next place. I mean, Kevin Paredes, you know, get him into his early 20s. You're hopefully you will have sold him on and made a nice little profit on him at the same time. And then once you once again, you sit there, you reinvest, you bring in the next guy and your cycle continues. Your cycle continues and you, you're seeing more and more teams understand that in Major League Soccer now, too, that you bring in growth talent, sell them on reinvest, find growth talent, sell them on, reinvest. So there you go. Um, anything That's else? For me. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Sergio Santos signed with FC Cincinnati for an incredible amount of money uh, yesterday. Oh, fair enough. So oh, there, uh, you go. there you go. So we will see you on Friday, sir. Sounds good. All right. Uh, so that is Jarrett Smith, and uh, Jarrett will be back with us on Friday. Uh, TV numbers did come in for MLS Cup. Let me dig them up uh, real quick before the anticipated Wednesdays with Dylan Shooter. So MLS Cup TV numbers. They were the biggest in a long time. Uh, let's see. 2.155 uh, million viewers in the U.S. alone on Fox and Univision. Uh, let's see. Highest uh, top club championship game since 1997. Second highest rated match in the league's 27-year history. The number two most viewed club soccer match of 2022 on U.S. television in English behind 
the Champions League final on May 28. 2.155 million viewers. Viewership in the 18 to 29 demo, 976,000, the fifth highest ever total for an MLS Cup. Also marks the most watched MLS Cup in history for a game not played in prime time with the match played in that 4 p.m. window. Second highest Spanish viewership ever, fifth highest all time in English. Combined viewership even outdrew the Apertura final on August 30, which had 1.94 million viewers. Philadelphia, the game was the most viewed union game ever. Peaked during PKs in the last 15 minutes of the match when a 26% uh, of all TV viewers in the city. So a 26% share. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In uh, 26 share uh, for Philly and LAFC, second most watched. LAFC match ever in Los Angeles behind El Trafico in 2019. Your top 10 markets. Uh, top 10 markets, Philadelphia, and this is in English by household rating. So a 4.78 and a 26 was what you got. 4.78 rating with a 26 share at the peak. Houston, Portland, Austin, LA, KC, Indy, Cincy, Salt Lake City, Dallas, Fort Worth. Top 10 markets in Spanish. L.A., Houston, San Antonio, Dallas, Fort Worth, Chicago, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose, which is a tri-market, Denver, Phoenix, Sacramento, Stockton, Modesto. Sacramento is also a tri-market. Sacramento, Stockton, Modesto. Digitally, MLSsoccer.com had their highest traffic day since 2017. On Twitter, hashtag MLSCup peaked at number one Twitter worldwide, including Canada, U.S., Mexico, and the U.K., uh, most discussed moment in MLS on social channels since 2020 was the bail goal. Not surprisingly, the biggest sales day ever in MLSstore.com following uh, LAFC's first ever MLS Cup title. That comes to us from our friends at boardroom.tv. So now that we are at 10 o'clock, time for me to read the promo. And let me test the music once again and uh, come up with a level that's not distorting me or blowing anything out. So what did we say? 20? So. 23, 20, oh, all right, 20. All right, so there's 20. Here's your music. And here's your promo. Throw to free, clean, fresh air, one place you need to go. It's a lemonized service. QR code over my left shoulder for those of you watching on Twitch. Deodorized in closed cases like houses, apartments, and condos. They've created a customized solution that eliminates all organic odors, including those like pet cigarettes and food. Realtors and property managers use eliminized service to eliminate bad odors to help accelerate their homes that much faster. Turnkey process, we like that. 
makes it easy to work with realtors and property managers behind the environment. We like that too, offering a green way to go about getting rid of, rid of others without any kind of toxic residue whatsoever. Different than Febreze or any other asking agent that you have either above you in the cupboard or below your sink, because when you reach above you in the cupboard or below, below the sink, you spray that masking agent in the air, all you're doing is masking the odor. That's why they call it a masking agent. Not attacking the odor all the way down to the molecule like Lemonize does with their proven scientific formula. Pricing easy, one of two ways. Cubic feeder parts per million come up with a price of affordable few offering results for 24 hours or less. Any questions frequently asked or otherwise, go to the website. And this is where I grab my pen. Lemonize.com, but do us a favor. Add slash Atlanta after the dot com so they know what part of the world that you are asking them to help you with your problem are. So it's E-L-I-M-I-N-I-Z-E dot com slash Atlanta, Lemonize.com slash Atlanta. For odor-free, clean, fresh air, Eliminate Service, proud sponsor of everything SDH. So was that distorted? Let me know. Uh, now it's time to bring in uh, Dylan Butler. There's Dylan Butler. What's up? Uh, how was how was your uh, playoff action on the weekend? Uh, pretty, pretty amazing, actually. <laughs> so do tell, sir. Do tell. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, Shamanad, uh, Kellenberg, um, they have the same religious order. So, so kind of like a brotherhood rivalry type of a situation between those two. Uh-huh. Um, it was a game that, uh, a lot of people were hoping would happen. They didn't play during the regular season. Um, so there was anticipation for the potential matchup and then the matchup came and it was even better than anticipated um packed house um packed house at the stadium um it came down to this it was uh it was shamanad with like a second and seven trailing what was the score 17 13 uh with nine seconds left in the fourth quarter at the kellenberg 20. oh wow okay Quarterback rolls out, nothing left. Um, his primary or his 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 main receiver double covered, rolls it to the right, slings it, finds Pat Bruno uh, for his lone reception of the game. <laughs> uh, at the three, he goes towards the corner, dives towards the end zone, touchdown Shamanad, no time left on the clock, and oh. the Flyers win. Wow. See, now those are the ones that you sit there and you hold on to for submissions for uh, regional sports awards, I would think. Yeah, for sure. I, I have uh, I don't know how I could even get you that call, but I do have uh, it was it was tweeted out. Um, OK, see, now you've got me intrigued as, as a fellow high school. Uh, I think you like the call. I think you would like it. Um, OK. Let me see if I can somehow get that to you. So, um, uh, great game, great ending. Um, um, the funny thing about Pat Bruno is he doesn't get a lot of targets. Um, yeah. But, like, two of Shamanad's biggest wins this year, he's had the the winning touchdown. So, um, pretty crazy. Maybe get Pat Bruno the, bo- the ball a little bit more. <laughs> no, no, no. But that was uh, – so, so here's the thing, right? Like, that was um, – Saturday going into MLS Cup. That's like how crazy that was. <laughs> what did I send this to you in the chat? Is that how I would do this? Yeah, you just sit there, send the link in the chat. Yeah, just a uh, cut, paste, right. copy, and uh, dive in. Yeah, there it is. All right, so private chat. 
Uh, ooh, okay, Varsity Media. There it is. All right, so I'm going to listen to that once uh, once this is over. So you yeah, go. If there, from, way, if there was a way to even to play it for the public, I don't think there is, though, right? Can you? Yeah, well, there there is, but well, what? Right. But the thing is, is that. Uh, I would end up with my voice distorted for some strange reason. I heard that on your on on the ad, yeah. So that was weird, and so uh, we're having. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm wagging my finger at Streamyard, and they're sitting there going, "Well, is your computer close to to your to your uh, head end? You know those kinds of things." And I'm like, "Yes, it's happening in separate elements. So this is a quirk in your system that you, that you please need to address." Yeah. Um. But no, what 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 we'll do is we'll play it for everybody tomorrow. We'll do that. We'll play. We'll play. We'll play the call for everybody tomorrow with Dylan Butler going berserk on a play-by-play call. Uh, so you go from a champion, so you go from a, a buzzer beater, yep. to, to another buzzer beater. Yeah. And uh, all right, so let, I'm just going to skip like the first sixty minutes. Go to, the, <laughs> go to the second sixty. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Nothing to see here is like <laughs> over here. I mean, it was what we anticipated. Philly was going to frustrate the ever-loving hell out of him. Uh, we did get the early card from Ismail Elfath, but he tried to manage the game where you wouldn't have cards dictate uh, who would be hanging around for uh, for a final. When all hell started breaking loose with set pieces, set pieces, set pieces, what was going through your mind? <clears throat> well, um, you know, from from the the person working the desk my initial thought was cool a winner you know like i didn't care where it came from uh so i was like great you know uh uh philly broke the deadlock awesome right like what a great story uh jack elliott's the mvp uh what are all our storylines um we don't have to worry about extra time And then, and then that didn't you know, right, uh, obviously happen. So. Uh, uh. <laughs> I didn't have to worry about extra time. <laughs> uh, but then, honestly, well, like once you were there, like then it's just like, look, we're in, we're in it for the ride, right? Like we're in it for at least thirty minutes. So mm-hmm. sit back um, and enjoy. It's not, it's not, um, you know, it's not golden goal or, or, or things like that. So um, at that point, it's just like, all right, let's 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 be entertained. And we certainly were. Well, and, and I mean, it's, you sit there, I mean, Jack Elliott had a hell of a game Yeah. and you're sitting there and thinking, okay, maybe Elliott is going to be your, your MVP. Then everything had that, score, had that score held up. He, he was the MVP. And you had all of the craziness involving Maxime Crapo. Yeah. And, and, and McCarthy. And I, I give, I give uh, Fox a lot of credit for not wanting to sit there and dive into a replay, you know, do something the Pruderish down into the left. But then you bring in McCarthy and the Philly guy, the, you know, went to school in Philly, went to university in Philly, was a part of the system in Philly, goes up against his old team. You can't, you know, this is this is almost John Scottish in the the NHL All Star Game, where you have somebody coming out of right field and going front and center, and you can't write this ish any better at points. I think, and and, and, it, and it's you know it's a script uh, in Hollywood <laughs> that I'm not sure it would get greenlit, right? Because you'd be like come on, you, we're going to expect this to be the case, you know, like, um, but yeah, no, uh, yeah. And, and you know what? We glossed over the bail goal, right? Which was, 
I'm, wor- I'm working in time. I'm going in time forward. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, and and, and you know, to, to McCarthy, yeah, like you know, former former union guy that that uh, you know, lifelong sort of backup guy, right? Uh, did get some starting minutes at at Miami for 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 a little bit. Obviously, that that changed. Um, signs a one-year deal out at LAFC. Obviously, to be the backup, very much was the backup. Had one regular season game, one League's Cup showcase match uh, as well, and um, thrust into the spotlight, right? Uh, it, <laughs> incredible. I mean, the, the whole, as you said, right, if you if – you, I think the whole match itself was was riveting, right? But like, if you take out, like you mentioned, the first sixty minutes, and you go for the last sixty plus, mm-hmm. really, because because of the crepo injury, now it's like almost what one hundred and thirty minutes, right? Yeah. Then PKs like, uh, you know, credit credit to like Stu Holden right after it, you know, like it, it and and Alexi Lalas, like best MLS Cup match ever. And you could argue the greatest MLS match ever, okay. right? Be- because of the of the drama. Now, I will say, um, at least for me, the the best uh, the best regular season match that I have ever been to was that uh, was that old um, was that old uh, Galaxy. It was Beckham's first trip to to the Meadowlands. Yeah, if you remember that one, it was like. I four, I think, with the Red Bulls, where Josie scores, uh, Juan Pablo on hell scores, uh, Beckham scores, he shushes the crowd. There's like sixty thousand people there. <laughs> that was amazing. That was incredible stuff. Um, but obviously, that you know, that was just for three points. This was for so much more. So yeah. And now, so when Bale comes in, I mean, I, I think at least this time, perhaps Carlos Vela shook Steve Chirondolo's hand on the way out. <laughs> yes. Uh, did you have the vibe when uh, Bale came in that it was going to come down to a Bale moment? Well, just because it was like, well, everything else has happened, so it may as well just come down to Gareth Bale. Did you have that vibe? No, you know, I, I, obviously after it happens, then you start to think back, oh, yeah, right, he's 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 that guy in these moments. But because he's been such a non-factor for them, no, right? Like, y- you figure... You figure if he gets a half a chance um, or a touch in the ball, maybe he just squanders it, right? Or or it, it's a kick that goes awry, or he just never gets the touch because they tackle him. So, no, I wasn't, right? Um, because he hasn't shown that for LAFC yeah. uh, until the biggest moment in, in the club's history. <laughs> yeah, until. And then you get into PKs, and McCarthy's been subbed in before. Yeah. Uh, to, to be that PK specialist. And, uh, hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. In the order, coming out of the blocks, uh, it looked like Teo wanted nothing to do with it. It, it really mm-hmm. did. He, he just had that look on his, he had that holy bleep moment on his, on his face. Mm-hmm. 
or the the O bleep or the O ish moment. <laughs> that uh, he just did not. He looked like he looked like he had he had something bad at halftime. It, like the banana that they gave him and the peanut butter and jelly sandwich did not mix, <laughs> and he did not look like he wanted to be there. And you're sitting there going, okay, all right, we see what's going on. But then uh, God's dog slips. And this goes to that script that you're talking about. Everything there, it's like you get a you get a, a lead off and you're thinking, okay, it's Phillies. And then Philly has a moment where Gazdog sends it over to the Coliseum where everybody's parked. And then it, it it's McCarthy and just the back and forth. Yeah, I don't think that this script would get greenlit under any circumstance. Yeah, no. And and you know, and, and like it's funny because you now that it's happened. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know who plays him, but now you could see the movie, right? Like you could see him, uh, you know, in the hot tub, he was saying before the match, right? Like watching, watching some, some videos of PKs, like why, right? Like you're not going to come in, dude, like, you know, Crepo's the, he's the guy, right? Uh-huh. And you could almost see probably one of his teammates, right? Like in, in, in this, uh, in this McCarthy, the movie, whatever you want to call it, right? <laughs> like, yeah, McCar- McCarthy, the movie, go for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, John, what are you watching? You know, like, uh, you know, some, some TikTok. Nah, man, I'm watching the PKs. Uh, all right. Uh, you have fun there, bud. You know, and then sure enough, he, he's, he's the unlikeliest of heroes. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I've had some dealings with him in the past. Um, you know, it's, it's so easy to root for him, right? Like he's such a fun guy. And then even in the post-match, right? Like his, his press conference, like there's no, really no filter. He is who he is. He's real. Right. Like was, uh, I didn't even know what he was eating, but he was, he was like, sorry guys, I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, he talked about how, uh, how Ilya scared the bush out of him. Um, uh, didn't realize it was the end of it. Um, talked about how he was a goofy kid from Philly, like just awesome stuff. Well, and then uh, on the field, where Crepo, I guess, is in the ambulance and they're FaceTiming with him from the field and everybody's getting to share that moment with Crepo as he's in the ambulance heading to the hospital. Yeah, and McCarthy was asked, like, what did you say uh, to him? He's like, or what did he say to you? He's like, I, I couldn't hear him. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, he's like, sorry, I didn't. I didn't hear him because I, mean, um, I remember everything outbound because I remember that one piece of video where everybody is just sitting there and they're going to Crapo and it's like, well, I love, you know, I love you, man. I love you, man. You had all yeah, of yeah. that kind of that oneness there when you, from, so from 30,000 feet, when you look at this season for major league soccer, what do you think outside of the, the uh, wildest MLS cup and one of the yeah. most, viewed greatest games ever in the history of the league when you look at this season what are your takeaways uh i think you could argue it was the best in 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 in, uh in league's history i mean uh just from a championship perspective right like um mls finally you know got through in the champions league right like and that goes back obviously you know to to kind of the start of this season where um Seattle uh, somehow wins it, right? And uh, there, there were great runs before that. You know, I would make the argument that NYCFC at the time, had they not lost to Seattle, I think they would have maybe been that team to to win it. I think they were that good um, at that portion of the season, you know? And then you, uh, there's so many great storylines throughout the year, right? Like um, 
you know, you had your you had your transfer rumors and then huge names um, leaving, right? Like um, led by Matt Turner, of course, um, going to Arsenal, and then uh, uh, you know a huge drama, and and then you know what would New England do, right? Well, they obviously uh, were horrible, <laughs> and then. Um, could could Philly you know could Philly finally break through and 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 you know would LAFC um, set the new record and now all of a sudden Bale comes in right and and what does that do to the to the chemistry will Vela get resigned like mm-hmm. is Austin for real right that was a question we talked about at the very beginning of the season after like two wins yeah um, we had no idea that Cincinnati would emerge as they did right like they were the the wooden spoon running um, and suddenly they did it. Um, we saw Iguain go from a, a guy who was relegated to the bench and, and not happy about it to uh, carrying into Miami on his back and them getting into the playoffs. So, uh, you know, I, I feel like, uh, and that's just, I think uh, there are so, more, so many more storylines, obviously, but um, those are some of the biggest that, that kind of flash back to mind. Um, and I can't say, I, I, I would dare someone to say that, there was a point in the season where you were like, man, this is just dragging, you know, yeah. because it, it didn't, right? Like it was every week there was something else that felt like um, another big storyline emerged, um, another big game to look forward to. So, yeah, I mean, you literally you sit there and you look at uh, that LAFC and the conversations from, oh, by the way, uh, who's the mug today? Is it your Yankees mug? Or No, no, it's uh, grateful. I'm grateful okay. for the season there we go <laughs> the uh the grateful mug with uh, dylan butler at dylan underscore butler at mls soccer dot com and ostv sports hanging out with us wrapping wrapping up a bow on the uh, major league soccer season i mean you look at lafc with all the 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 shiny things that they brought in the conversation that ernst tanner decided to to elevate uh, as a part of the the lafc discussions philadelphia doing things their own way uh, being their own CONCACAFI selves on a, on a daily basis. And, and you know, it's all the, the different individual personalities. Austin FC, you know, you, you mentioned Austin. What's it like for, for them with their run? And Montreal even, right? I didn't even talk about them, but they, they emerged as a as a huge team. But now, you know, I mean, they lose Mihailovic. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought that Wilfred Nancy should have been the coach of the year. Um, I voted for him for that. Uh, he did an incredible job with them as well. Um, you know, they, they got back into the conversation. We saw the moves that Toronto made. Um, we did. That energized them, right? Um, it didn't get into the playoffs, um, but I think it brought some hope back into, into, that, into that, um, that fan base. So we saw... You know, Joseph Martinez just knock over a whole bunch of chicken and rice and beans. And, and yeah. you know, if I'm in that locker room, I'm probably fighting him for that. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like, dude, I wonder, the match just ended. Dude, I wasn't done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we did talk. We, we talked about the Jeremy Filosa story in hour number one uh, with uh, Wilfred Nancy and the behind the scenes with Joey Saputo. Does your gut tell you that he stays in Montreal if Joey lays off or does he go to Columbus? What's your gut tell you? Uh, I so I'm 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 of two minds, but you know, you asked about the gut reaction. I think he goes yeah. like, which you know, again, like I think, I think uh, my head says that he stays because of all of his 
the way that he's come up through Montreal and everything that comes with it. But yeah, I mean, um, the Saputo situation, the, the, I think, I think a lot of coaches, um, players as well, but I think coaches, especially they love that challenge, right. Of the next thing of the new thing. Right. Um, and well, I think especially when an owner won't leave you alone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, that's what Columbus presents you know so um i could see that and then and then uh i mean talk about a a club in flux right like again they were the two seed uh they 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 earned a home game because of it mm-hmm. um they had so much uh good feelings up there in montreal and all of a sudden they lose their best player and then perhaps now lose their manager and they're kind of back to to you know, ground zero a little bit. Yeah, and uh, David's in this morning, and he reminds us of a U.S. Open Cup with a USL yeah. side final two with Good Sacramento shout. Republic, and even before that with Omaha, right? Union Omaha, the Murder Owls of League One, having a great run. Um, you know, or it, not something that Atlanta fans were happy about, but or, you know, Orlando gets there first. Well, um, and then Orlando but, with the draw with Concacaf Champions League. Thanks for yeah. dropping by. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you get the toughest league at MX side in the whole bunch. It's like, yeah. welcome to CONCACAF Champions League. You get to have this. <laughs> you you get a league at MX side. And that's kind of too, right? Like, you you know, um, again, so many more of these things are, are flooding in. But how about New England season maybe being sidetracked right at the Champions League stage, right? Where they had that lead and they go on the road and they just – you know, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Shooters are resident Revs fan. Uh, in the chat, he has his follow up response, but I'm just going to put that one in, consider, considering uh, what his uh, thought pattern was after the 3 0 lead. So basically, I skipped a response, but there's Shooter. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Sorry, Shooter. <laughs> and, and I mean, you, you look at all of these things, and, you know, Charlotte coming in. Yeah, what a roller coaster that was, right? Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, if we, yeah, we, we are, we are totally screwed, and that's not the word that Miguel Angel Ramirez used. Yeah. <laughs> we are totally screwed. Oh my goodness! But and so is he, because <laughs> yeah. he was out. Yeah, bye. And then they they chase the playoffs as well. Um, but I mean, you you see once again and. The discussion about St. Louis City now coming in as as Team Twenty Nine and now Team Thirty, is it Vegas? Is it San Diego? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you've got all of these markets coming in. I'm looking forward to seeing City Park and seeing what's going on. And if they don't play Country Grammar as a part of their celebration by Nelly, then something is seriously wrong. Because when they did it, when the power was on, and you could actually hear and see things. Uh, they actually had part of their social media playing the the one chorus from uh, Country Gamer. You know, I'm from the Lou and I'm proud. And it was it just sounded absolutely perfect. If that's not their goal call, then there's something seriously wrong. <laughs> but I mean, all of these different things now, the, the growth of Major League Soccer. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, we talked about the ratings of, of the game for MLS Cup being you know some of the largest that they've ever had. But going into these markets and. Do you think they uh, now? This is just random for me uh, on a Wednesday. Sure. I know that that'll surprise you. Uh, do they do they go to thirty two quickly? Franchises, probably. 
because uh, like you, you, you wish it wasn't uh, financial, financially driven reasoning, (laughs) but uh, those fees are, uh, are very, very large at this point, right? Like to, to get in. So those expansion um, fees. So it's hard to kind of turn down that kind of money. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, look, I don't think, you know, what we're at 28 now, we're going to 29. Mm-hmm. There was always that concern, um, you know, when you were at 12 and you were going, you know, is this going to water it down, right? Is this going to water the product down? And I don't think it has, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think there's been enough um, scouting and whether it's um, the academy, you know, uh, domestic kids or the young DPs or um, what have you, like, I I don't, we haven't seen that, right? I think, um, I think it's been entertaining and I think the product has been good. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. And, you know, with 30, you know, Vegas has got to be, you know, as as Allegiant has shown itself to be a venue, it is like playing in a phone booth. Mm. And I think they've got to they've got to kind of get the they, they got to get the jaws of life and, and kind of go like this to Allegiant. If it's going to be at Allegiant, you've got to come up with your own. You got to come up with your own space. San Diego's not coming in. I wouldn't necessarily say out of lane eight, but uh I mean, they're they're coming in, and it looks like, it sounds like they're serious. We've seen what goes on at Snapdragon with the Wave and the NWSL, and that the yeah. crowds are there, and the fact that you can get th- north of you know twenty thousand in a in a stadium that seats thirty, which I think is what you need at least right now for soccer specific in Major League Soccer. Where else do you think they should go? If you were master of everything expansion, to go thirty <laughs> to go all right. So twenty nine is St. Louis. 30 is either going to be Vegas or San Diego. Whoever comes up and sits there and says, yeah, we're going to do this. To get to 32, who do you put in? Good question. I mean, obviously for the longest time, Sacramento was that team, right? And that that organization. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I don't know if they get back into the mix. I don't know where, where in the country, or I don't think necessarily Canada. Like I don't, you know, they have their league going. I don't think you go to like in Ottawa. Um, I think it's a good question. Like you don't, uh, you know, what what's a Detroit? Actually, maybe that's a maybe that's the answer. Okay, because I, I was, uh, <clears throat> you know, I think I think that could be an area that that. Uh, I, I've always, I've always, I think they have a great, um, sporting culture. Uh, um, they have good support for their, for their lower league team. Maybe it's them. David, yeah, I, I see that. Yeah. David with the Louisville, right? I mean, Lynn family, you know, they'll pack 20, but you've got to look at the idea of expanding the stadium. 
And because, I mean, right now it looks fairly solid. It would have to be in that one end zone that as you're watching the games, that open-ended area to, to add that st- set of stands there that takes away from the ambiance behind the goal. I mean, you've got Louisville that's a part of the discussion. Shooters thinking Buffalo because you know that, hey, if the Pagulas, if the Pagulas will sit there and want to uh, bring in uh, a new facility uh, that's a part of uh, Buffalo Billsness, that you could have multi-purpose and have the Bills play there and have uh, the Stallions come back. And I'm a, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, of that area. I like, I like I like Buffalo. Well, yeah, and so you know the once, you know the Pagulas they they won't turn down the idea of a franchise doing that. You have a great rivalry there with Toronto as well. Yes, the 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 uh, the Battle of the Golden Horseshoe with uh, with TFC and Buffalo. I think that and then. Uh, the uh, the loser every year has to send their coach down uh, Niagara Falls in a barrel. <laughs> there you go. You, you have the marketing uh, aspect taken care of. Sebastian Driussi, news has come out with uh, Driussi that uh, uh, as folks on the show on the show and then the uh, the timeline have been saying, Major Leeds United uh, looks like they're interested in Driussi as well as two other clubs in the Bundesliga. Once again, you've got another talent from Major League Soccer who is being courted economically because it's like 15 million euro seems to be the number that's being floated around right now. 15 million euro for Sebastian Driussi, and I'm guessing that's just a starting point. But once again, folks coming to Major League Soccer, finding economically uh, economically well-priced talent to possibly move overseas. And I think... Uh... And I think um, you know maybe one of Atlanta's favorite sons was the was the beginning of that, right? With 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 Miggy, my guy, um, yeah. scoring goal after goal for for mm-hmm. for my Newcastle. It's amazing um, what happens when you have a coach who knows what to do with Miguel Almiron. We started that discussion earlier in the show. It's like Steve Bruce. I don't know what to do with Miguel Almiron, dude. Seriously. Okay. And by the way, somehow somehow I I, I didn't look after the weekend, mm-hmm. but. I and and I've stayed away from looking at the at the English league table because uh-huh. I don't know if I'd be able to handle it. But somehow I saw that Newcastle were third. So <laughs> I don't know if they're sustainable. I mean, but still, I mean, right now, and I will go ahead and and do it. Yeah, you are you are third, sir. You're yeah. your Newcastle, and let's see, you're a point ahead of Spurs. You've played uh, 14 matches. You've only lost once, by the way, this year. Yep. Seven wins, six draws, one loss, twenty-seven points. You are in the European places, sir, with you and your you and your Newcastle. That's uh, yeah. Uh, again, as a, as a long-suffering fan, um, <laughs> Mike Ashley, <laughs> you uh, you know you, you wait for the other shoe. I think at at this point, but uh, but yeah, en- enjoying enjoying it. I guess while it lasts. Well, but and to your point about Miguel Almiron, and this will be, uh, you know, because uh, I don't want to take you into to extra time and then to AET if we continue to keep going here, kind of like the, the match this past weekend. But once again, you got you know, Major League Soccer teams who have the cycle that who find who find that economic talent, whether it's in Central and South America, bring them up, have the player understand you do well, you move on, and Miguel Almiron I think should be the poster child for. Yes that kind of behavior and that kind of economic activity for the league. And that goes into once again, abolishing the salary cap and adding a fourth TP and all those kinds of things. But I think that seeing those Miguel Almiron type players 
should, you know, wave a big flag and sit there and you go like this to a lot of folks in Major League Soccer. This is the kind of economics that you can do if you want to invest in a scouting system that can bring these kinds of players your way. 100%. And, and you know, look at City Football Group, right, with with the talent that they have as well. Um, you know, the, the, the move, you know, Tati Castellanos being the beginning of that and Talos Magno and... Gabby Pereira, all those guys. Look at look at uh, CM Fuentes at LAFC, right? Um, all of these guys are are um, prime examples of 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 the way that you can do that, right? Um, it doesn't have to, um, and that's one of the. I think I, I think that's again one of the beauties of of the league, right? If you're you can go, you know, full in, play your kids, invest heavily into your academy. Um, you can bring in. Uh, a Gareth Bale or or an older um, established superstar, uh, you can get players from Uruguay and Argentina and and other parts of uh, of South America and tell them that yes, I know that you want to go to La Liga or you want to go to the Premier League, but here's here's a nice step that you can take to get there, um, uh, and you could do all three. Right. If you're like an LAFC or if you're one of the more ambitious uh, clubs in a league so that the 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 different pathways to success, um, I think, is another thing that makes this uh, a super fun league to, ca- to, to cover. Being a growth market is always a fun thing to talk about. All right. So now that the season is over, we are in uh, movement central. I think we've got another hour and a half as you and I are talking in, in the initial window. For, for player movement, then we get into re-entry, we get into waivers, we get into the draft, we get into all these other kinds of things. There's that World Cup thing that's going on. Coming, I up. didn't see, by the way, but I think, um, and maybe Shooter would love to hear this, but um, the rumors with Eric Williamson um, going uh-huh. to New England, I think that would be uh, an amazing, amazing uh, move for New England. Yeah, I've heard it. Uh, you, get, you get him with Polster and, and Heel, like what a midfield that is. Yeah, and I've heard Eric Williamson as being moved. I did not hear the New England part. Yeah. Uh, so Shooter uh, admits, yeah, people are happy about that. Don't know much about Williamson. So how would you break down? How would you break down the kind of player that Eric Williamson is? And Shooter's of a mind that you've got to dump Gustavo Bo as well. I don't think. Well, not to get this deal done, I don't think. But if, I mean, if you're talking in general moves, yeah, yeah in general, of the moves. off season. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I think Bo is limited in 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 um in what he can do, right? Like in, in, in his effectiveness. But going back to Williamson, look, he was a guy. <clears throat> if he wasn't injured um for a portion of the season, um he would have very real consideration for this for this World Cup team, right? He's 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 that good in that central midfield role. Like think of a like he's not just a six, like he's more of kind of an eight, you know, think of almost like a Kellen Acosta type of, of a player. Um, and again, you sit him next to Polster and then obviously, you know, heel doesn't have to worry about any sort of defending, right. You, you have those two guys shuffling um, the ball from, from the back line up forward. Um, I think it would be a terrific trio in, in the midfield for, for the revs. Um, but I think if, yeah, if you're, again, we don't, it's all rumor at this point. We have no idea what uh, what the what you have to give up to get him. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, he's certainly on the trade uh, block. It would appear, and 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 in such, I think you can get good value because you know when you know that a team is trying to offload 
a player like that, you know, that you, you have the advantage a little bit on the other side of it. All right. So what are you up to now with the season over? <laughs> yeah, just relaxing. There's no soccer happening, right? So another one's over. Uh yeah, you know, next next big competition will will we'll be all over that. Uh for OSDB, I will uh this past Monday, um, you know, did did a bit of a you know fun dive into the greatest MLS Cup match ever. Um and all the storylines that we talked about this Monday, I think it'll be about the um US roster. Uh, which is revealed uh, what today, right? A couple hours from now, five o'clock, I think five it is. O'clock. Yep, five o'clock. Um, you know, and then and then just World Cup coverage from there uh, on the high school football front. Uh, wrapping up, we've got semifinals coming up uh, this weekend, scheduled for Friday, but there's talk of a storm coming through. That game might get moved to Saturday night, but it's Chaminade and the uh, and St. Anthony's, which is. Um, one of the biggest rivalries in our region, um, so that should be fun. Uh, and then uh, that supposed to be Friday night, and then Saturday afternoon, I have uh, in the in the in the division just below that one, Holy Trinity taking on Fordham Prep. Um, all of this will then go on to the uh, championship Saturday, November nineteenth, where we have the triple header uh, day, where it's eleven two and five. Okay. Uh, three championship games there so yep uh for us down here in georgia it is the week after the sec championship and it's three days and it is 11 championship games we have flag football on the first day and then it is uh two and then it is three and three trip it's uh flag football and a double header on thursday Triple header Friday, triple header Saturday, and then I go to Waffle House at about 1230 <laughs> Saturday morning because I will have lost 10 pounds in that three days because I can't eat. That's funny. You can't. It's hard to during a game. Well, and, it's, and, and since I'm hosting the entire thing, yeah, I can't like duck out and get a meal and then come back and then stand there because if you if you don't time it right, then there's problems. And so I just, I literally power bar and kickstart my way through the entire weekend <laughs> and then maybe eat back at the hotel before I crash and then have to wake up and go back too. So no, it's uh, it is getting toward the end of the season. So obviously uh, Dylan, we will be knocking on your door as much as you will allow us to continue knocking yeah. on your door. Cause Wednesdays with Dylan is always fun to catch up with you with everything going on. And especially with that tournament coming up in short order. Thanks for coming on again. I know with MLS, there'll still be plenty to talk about. And, and now that I've taken you into AET, as I said, I wouldn't do enjoy, enjoy the, uh, the coffee out of the mug. Is that cup number one or two, by the way? Two, two, okay. two, two and done. All right. I'm a two coffee guy. All right. So uh, go enjoy the rest of your second cup. And we'll catch up with you next week, my friend. All right, right, Dylan Butler from uh, MLSsoccer.com, OSDB Sports. Uh, It's good to catch up with Dylan on Wednesdays with Dylan. We get to find out what mug he has. We get to talk high school sports, which is always fun. And uh, having a golden ticket and having guys like Dylan come on every single week, it's always fun to get to to pick his brain about things, and and especially on a Wednesday where everything is all over the place. I know that surprises you. That uh, wall pass Wednesdays are all over the place, and my brain just is scattered to the nether regions. So uh, great to have Dylan on as always. All right, so let's get into the day and uh, get into all of the activities. Uh, Fabrizio Romano has uh, got a couple of squad announcements. Uh, 
The Swiss have named their squad a couple of uh, familiar names that came in. Uh, Granite Shaka, Dennis Sicaria, uh, Jordan Shakiri, so uh, Fabian Scher, once again. So no real surprises with the Swiss squad. Uh, Croatia announced their 26-man squad. And when you've got Luka Modric uh, modeling the jersey, you know that he's a part of it. So it's Dejan Lovren, uh, Josko Vardiol. Uh, Modric, Mateo Kovacic, uh, you've got uh, Perisic up top with Kramaric, uh, and uh, Zlatko Dalic is looking forward to having that group. Uh, other news from Romano this morning, uh, Olivier Giroud, uh, negotiations will take place on a new contract valid until 2020, June of 2024, one-year extension. Now he's going to focus on the World Cup and then time for a new deal with AC Milan. Uh, also on the board this morning, we mentioned the injuries with Sadio Mane and Yonmin Son. Reese James, uh, he came out with his own statement when the show started this morning, saying that uh, he will not be a part of the England team at the World Cup. Good luck to the boys. I'll be back soon. Stay safe and sending love is the tail end of that. Uh, Manchester United continuing to monitor Porto goalkeeper Diogo Costa. Uh, Dean Henderson's Manchester United future is in doubt. Currently, he's hanging out at Nottingham Forest, and he's trying to keep as many of the shots out of net as humanly possible. Um, so you've got that. Uh, Real Madrid, PSG, and Chelsea. Front runners pushing to sign Endrick out of uh, Palmeiras. So it'll happen soon. The release clause is 60 million euro. He would join in 2024. So you've got that this morning. Uh, gossip, rumor, innuendo, all those kinds of things going on, and we will pursue Manchester City now. I feel like our national emergency involving Jude Bellingham changes on a day-to-day basis. Uh, Jude Bellingham now at Manchester City are the favorites to secure the signature of him, having held initial talks over a move. That's the four-letter paper, so once again, take the information at your own peril. Chelsea have had meetings uh, with Palmeiras about Endrick. Once again, there's your competition. Evening Standard, a bunch of other places. Newcastle have a clear run at signing summer target Yannick Carrasco in January as Atletico Madrid are likely to sell the 29-year-old Belgium winger. That's from Mundo Deportivo. Tottenham looking to replace Hugo Lloris next summer. That's from Team Talk. Keen on sporting Lisbon's 23-year-old English midfielder Marcus Edwards, who came through the youth ranks at Spurs. Manchester United have identified uh, Eric Maxim Chupomoting as a replacement for Cristiano Ronaldo in January. Uh, British billionaire Sir Jim Ratcliffe's Ineos has ruled itself out of the running to buy Liverpool as the business empire no longer sees value in buying a top Premier League team. That's from the Telegraph. Dubai International Capital are interested in the move to buy Liverpool despite failing to finalize a deal 15 years ago. That's from Arabian Business. Uh, Conor McGregor says he's requested information about buying Liverpool. Uh, that's also from the four-letter paper, so take that information at your own peril. Barcelona considering signing Wilfred Zaha. That's from Sport. Everton manager Frank Lampard keen on Luke Shaw, although the 27-year-old's hoping for a contract extension at Old Trafford. Uh, Shakhtar Donetsk and Ukraine winger Mikhailo Mudrik has held positive talks over a move to Arsenal in January. That's also from Fabrizio Romano. Juve set to compete with Barca. To sign Jorginho, who's out of contract next summer. Uh, Manchester United have scouted Blackburn's striker Ben Brereton Diaz, although a lot of Premier League clubs are interested in Ben Brereton Diaz. Barcelona's Memphis Depay will demand to leave in January with Manchester United and Spurs monitoring the Netherlands' international situation. That's from Mundo Deportivo. 
Liverpool sent scouts to look at Michelin's Gustav Isaksen, a view to a January transfer that's from Extra Bladet. Liverpool's Jurgen Klopp says not signing Youngman's son when he was Borussia Dortmund manager is one of the biggest mistakes of his life. Arsenal weighing up whether or not to loan out Marquinhos in January. The 19-year-old's made only one Premier League appearance since joining the summer. Leeds' uh, Stuart McKinstry is wanted by Burnley, and they're also at the front of the queue for Birmingham 19-year-old English midfielder George Hall. Once again, that is the four-letter paper, so take that information at your own peril. Uh, yesterday, we had uh, Gummy Bear Cup third round, and we're down to the final 16. Uh, yesterday, you had some thumping going on. It was, uh, let me see, let me, where do we want to start with the, uh, the, the Gummy Bear Cup yesterday? Uh, yesterday, it was, and I know that probably uh, Airborne DJ Tom Russo and others probably going to hold their ears. You had, um, well, so of course I click on the wrong one. Uh, it's the EFL Cup, not the FA Cup. Get it right. Uh, other action today in the EFL Cup. We'll get into that in just a little bit. Uh, results from yesterday. You had Bournemouth blowing out Everton by the score of 4-1 at a plus 192. Gillingham in the lower divisions knocks off Brentford and PKs. Uh Burnley beat Crawley Town. Leicester beats Newport County. No surprise at a minus 769. That one was 3 0. And uh, that was the only ones that involved upper division, lower division. Today, you've got Liverpool hosting Derby County at 3 o'clock. Manchester City hosting Chelsea. 245. Arsenal, a big, uh, a big favorite with Brighton coming to town. Newcastle, a big favorite over Crystal Palace. Spurs, a favorite at Nottingham Forest and City Ground. Southampton. Favorite over Sheffield Wednesday at a minus 128. West Ham leading uh, a favorite over Blackburn at a minus 278. Wolves a favorite at home at plus 127 as Leeds comes to visit. News out of Southampton, and it looks like uh, discussions are uh, increasing with uh, great speed. Whether Nathan Jones, the manager at Luton Town, he's going to speak to wonderful Southampton after the Ralph Hassenhutl signing. Southampton granted permission to speak to Nathan Jones by Luton on Monday, and he confirmed that after the defeat on Tuesday that he's going to discuss their manager's job uh, with them. So we'll keep an eye on Nathan Jones leaving Luton Town and possibly heading to Southampton. So we'll keep an eye on that as well. Uh, other stuff going on today. Uh, yeah, and uh, we'll get Mountiful. I'll get into that in just a sec. Let me get through the schedule here in the juice boxes. So you've got a lot of stuff going on right now. Lower division club competitions, uh, working your way from uh, Eastern Europe to West. Um, you get late in the morning. You've got uh, CAF Confederations Cup in Africa. You've got matchups. You've got four of them starting at noon. Pyramids of Egypt, a big favorite. USM Algier from Algeria is a big favorite at home. Uh, Mazembe and Royal AM uh, juice boxers have thrown a blanket over that one. Club African from Tunisia is a big favorite as well. That one is at noon. Uh, other competition, you've got some friendlies going on. Cameroon and Jamaica. Cameroon is a favorite at a minus 172. Uh, Bundesliga, 1230. You have a Bayer Leverkusen, a favorite on the road at Cologne at a plus 125. Serie A, Atalanta, a favorite on the road at Lecce. AS Roma. Uh, a favorite on the road at Sassuolo at a plus 112. Uh, Qatar and Albania, that's happening at 1230. You have 
Uh, La Liga action at 1 o'clock. Almeria is a favorite at home against Hetafe. Sevilla to plus 158 is a favorite at home against Real Sociedad. Um, also, zooming down the run, you've got more uh, CAF Confederations Cup action at 2. You have uh, Burkane, a favorite at home. And Rabat is a favorite at home. Both Moroccan sides are favorites at 2 o'clock in the competition. Uh, Bundesliga, you have action at 2.30. Leipzig, a favorite at home against Freiburg. Union Berlin, a favorite at home against Augsburg. Eintracht Frankfurt, a favorite at home against Hoffenheim. And Mainz, a road favorite at a plus 108 as they visit Schalke. And we mentioned the EFL Cup. You've got stuff in League One going on. You've got the National League, Serie A, once again at 245. Fiorentina favorite at home against Salernitana. Inter a big favorite at home against Bologna. Torino a favorite at home against Sampdoria. EFL Cup, we mentioned that at 3 o'clock as well. Mexico and Iraq in a friendly at 3 o'clock. Mexico a favorite at a minus 286. Mallorca, Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid's a plus 121 on the road. Serie A in Brazil gets you to 5 o'clock. Colo Colo and River Plate as at 5.30 just as a club friendly. And if you want to uh, take a peek at all the action going on in South and Central America, go to Fanatis, FNTZ.co slash soccer down here. I'm addicted to Teise and to Fanatis. Jason got me there. I blame him. Uh, a lot of Serie A action in Brazil going on. Then you have uh, Liga de Expansión in Mexico. And the grid finishes up with a friendly with Costa Rica and Nigeria at 9 o'clock tonight. Costa Rica is a minus 192 on the board so let's find out where we can actually watch all of these things before we go and once again thanks to everybody who hangs out and keeps an eye on all of our all of our guests and all of our segments and everything that we do every single day reminder tomorrow's a power hour so uh, we're looking to have bart keeler on at 9 30 since the uh, men's national team announcements at five o'clock this afternoon and we'll discuss the uh, who's there who's not and what Bart thinks about the roster. A new episode of the Soccer for U.S. pod coming up later this afternoon. And that'll be up on the network. Once again, conversations with Marco Micheletto and Coleman Gannon also on the network uh, later today as well. From their time at Crew 2 and MLS Next Pro and see how uh, we guys we know from Atlanta United 2 and from Tormenta are doing now with the Columbus organization. All right, so here's your viewing habits. Uh, college men's action, the semifinals in the ACC. That's on the ACC network at 5 and 7. B1G has the A10 tournament, and they also have uh, the B1G tournament at 7 and 8 tonight. ESPN2 has Carabao Cup Wolves and Leeds at 245. ESPN Deportes has your La Liga doubleheader at 1 and 330. Tuta N.A. has the Mexico-Iraq friendly at 10 o'clock, in addition to Unimas. Uh, ESPN Plus has Bundesliga, Bundesliga B, Carabao Cup, Eredivisie, La Liga Santander, the A10, the Sun Belt, and the WAC tournament starting at 7 o'clock. Paramount Plus, and I'm going to clear my throat, so hang on. <clears> There's <throat> a lot going on. Uh, Paramount Plus has the Brasileiro at 5, 6.30, and 7.30 tonight. They've got Serie A at 12.30 and 2.45. So that is your grid. That's your juice boxes, and that's your show. So we will come back tomorrow for a power hour, and we will run it down again But before we go. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, let me get to Modaflow. An English Enios team would be interesting. Also, how long before Miggy gets linked to Barca due to his form? He'll get he'll get linked. Trust me. If get the, if Barcelona, I mean, if uh, Newcastle continues their run of form and they are in European football, business for Miggy will pick up. Trust me, old Jr. Business will pick up and it'll be around Miguel Almiron. Trust me, right there with you, Modaflow. 
or sorry, El Modiflo 2. But uh, yeah, we'll be back for Power Hour tomorrow morning, 9.05. Bart Keeler hopefully joining us at 9.30 in his traditional slot. We'll talk stuff. That's the official term. Thanks for hanging out with us, as you always do. And we'll be back at it again tomorrow. Mucho platio. And since it is the end of the show, play it safe. That means I get to do this. We'll see you tomorrow. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.